Welcome to today's episode of the We Travel There podcast. Today, we're at the Big House, the home of the Michigan Wolverines in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Today's guest is Dan McPherson of LeadersMustLead.com. Dan helps businesses achieve their potential through training and consulting. Ann Arbor is a vibrant city with great festivals all summer and amazing cuisine from around the world. Today's show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Ann Arbor. Let's start the show. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Now, I avoid renting cars as much as possible when I travel, but sometimes you just need a car for a few hours. That's where Zipcar comes in. You can rent their cars by the hour or by the day, and both gas and insurance are included in one flat rate. Use our link to join at wetravelthere.com forward slash Zipcar to start out with $25 worth of credits in your bank. Hey, Dan, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Yeah, well, I'm really looking forward to learning about uh, Ann Arbor and everything that's going on in the town. So let's get talking about it. What brings you to Ann Arbor? Well, initially, and I love Ann Arbor, but initially it was that first moment when I came to college. I think so many thousands of people, that's how they first encounter this town. Yeah. From what I understand, there's 100,000 people that show up every every Saturday during the fall, right? Yes. Every Saturday uh, that we have a home football game, it is insanity. 110,000 people plus, And that just includes the people that end up in the stadium, not the rest of the crazies that are wandering around. (laughs) Would you say that Ann Arbor is primarily a a college town or is it lively also during the summer? So it's shifted over the years to become a lot more lively during the summer as well. Of course, when I was in college, I thought, hey, it's a college town. And that's that's the narrow window that I saw it through, even though that was amazing. I've recognized over the last 20 or so years that it has just grown and grown from an activity and a culture standpoint to where the summer is buzzing quite a bit as well. Now, it's a different energy because you have 40 or 50,000 less people here. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot going on. Festivals, one of the largest festivals in the country, comes to town for several days in the middle of the summer, the Ann Arbor Art Fair. And that adds some craziness, like a football game, but for a few days. Uh, that sounds great. Uh, yeah, I was looking around at some of the pictures for the art fair, and it looks spectacular. It's amazing. It's huge. It, it covers what effectively is about a, a quarter of the city that, that just gets shut down, and it's opened up for blocks and blocks full of booths and hundreds of thousands of people walking through it over those four days. That sounds like such a great time. So if you had to describe the town, what's like the one word you use to describe Ann Arbor? I would say diverse is a good word. But it truly is a mix of so many things. So diversity is probably good. You mentioned that there's the art fair and a lot of other things going on in the summer. Like, What are some of the other things that go on in the summer? So there are a lot of different festivals that keep it quite lively. We have, Almost every other week, there seems to be a festival. One of my favorite events that happens throughout the summer happens every Thursday morning starting at 1130, and that is Sonic Lunch. Sonic Lunch is where a nationally known act, a musician, is brought in and provides a free concert right in the middle of town. There's a local act that'll open for them that goes for about a half hour, and then that nationally known act that has been typically on all the late shows, Fallon and and so forth, 
will and has hundreds of millions of downloads of their music will come in and perform for free. It's a great energy and it contributes to the truly vibrant scene that is here. You'll get several hundred people that jump out of their offices for lunch and come over and and do the concert. That's pretty awesome. Uh, what type of bands were there this summer? Like, what's one of your favorites? I really enjoyed Moon Taxi. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> which is uh, one that I hadn't seen before, but also ZZ Ward. That might have been my favorite as as a whole. And Theo Katzman will be there to end the year, and he was part of the founding of it. So lot, lots of very interesting bands that jump in, and, and quite a wide variety. I think it probably leans a little more towards the folk side, but definitely gets into some rock earlier in the year as well. Is it kind of end at Labor Day weekend? Is that where it runs? Yeah, that's the last week. So it runs from really from Memorial to Labor Day primarily. Oh, right on. So uh, obviously a lot going on in the summer. Is that the best time to visit Ann Arbor or what? what's your favorite season? You know, my favorite season is probably fall because that's when you have not only the crispness in the air, but you have football. And if Ann Arbor is known for anything, it's known for the big house uh, coming and visiting the football stadium on a game day. And there are always a lot of exciting activities surrounding that, including an insane amount of tailgating. (laughs) Yeah, I can only imagine. I I haven't been to one of the football games there, but I almost went to the Winter Classic that the NHL puts on that they had at the big house a a couple of years ago. And for my wife and me, that's just like a fun hockey type of event where instead of being in a closed arena, you're in these just amazing stadiums that are normally for football or baseball. I can only imagine what it would have been like inside the big house for that. Yeah, it was a tremendous event. I unfortunately wasn't able to attend, but I think almost every friend I have was there. (laughs) They were streaming it live. The pictures, the environment was amazing. I did have an opportunity to be in town that weekend. And the whole town picks up when you're going to have an event that is there. And that's true for so many of the different sporting events. We've been very fortunate to have a lot of great sports teams over the years and to just walk or drive by each of the different stadiums or venues on a given day and have an opportunity to drop in to see a game or to get tickets and and go to a game or even just to be around those who are going is fantastic. No, that sounds like a lot of fun. I think you mentioned in the email that you sent to me that there's a way to try to get tickets from the students instead of trying to buy them from a scalper? A lot of people, when they come in, will just look at the basic basic websites that are out there where you would go and hunt for tickets typically. What I find to be a better strategy is to reach out to one of the Facebook groups or the email groups that students are participating in. There are any number of them connect there and forever students are trying to give away tickets at face value a week ahead of time or a couple days ahead of time. Certainly there are plenty of scalpers (laughs) that exist (laughs) on the way to the stadium, but you'll find much better prices and also in many cases, much better seats by looking ahead of time in those student groups. No, that's a great tip to be able to save a little bit of money and you put a little bit of cash back in the, the pocket of a student Maybe they'll buy a textbook or if it's a Friday night, maybe they'll be buying a six pack. (laughs) I think it leans more towards the second, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, you can always hope, right? That's right. When I was in school, I I know that I sold my tickets and let's just assume it went to textbooks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a parent, you know, and uh, I got a seven and three year old and I'm hoping that they're going to be spending a lot of money on textbooks instead of beer, but we all know the reality. So you also mentioned that during the fall, uh, there's a lot uh, going on with a cider season. What Can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Sure. Around Ann Arbor, really more on the outskirts and in the surrounding towns, there are a lot of different cider mills. And Wired's Orchard is one of the most popular. They have a lot of different games and events and donuts and cider and pumpkins. Many of the townies here will go out to the different cider mills, out to the different orchards, have a great afternoon, and then jump back into town. This is something that also happens a lot after a football game, and I guess maybe people are looking for some some cider so they can add some fun to it. (laughs) Oh, for sure. So when people come to visit Ann Arbor, is it primarily a walking town, or do you need a car when you're getting around? A little bit of both. There's a lot of town that is walkable. You can walk campus, which is one of my favorite areas and certainly is deeply embedded in my heart and is just beautiful. You can walk around the Main Street area. But if you're going to some of the areas on the edges of town, while you can take the bus and there's a pretty solid bus system, a car would be helpful to bounce from one side to the other. That said, there are almost limitless Uber opportunities. So it may be easiest to get a hotel that is a little nearer to campus or on one of the bus routes, take it in. And then if you're going to somewhere outside of town, simply grab an Uber so that you don't have to spend the cost of an entire car for a couple days. Yeah, that makes total sense. And then if you are renting a car, you, you told me about there's an app that you can use to find the best parking in town. Yes, I I was introduced to this app only a few months ago, I'm ashamed to say, after having lived here for a long time. (laughs) If you are parking on the street, we have a lot of garage parking as well, which is a little bit less costly, but of course not quite as conveniently located. If you're parking Mm -hmm. on the street at any of the meters that are there, there's an app called ePark, and you simply put in your number, you can pay, you can upgrade, it'll warn you when you're about to run out of time. It is fantastic, and it's free. Nice. You know, as a frugal guy, I'm used to paying for parking in LA. That's like 38 bucks a day. Uh, What type of rates are there for parking in Ann Arbor? Thankfully, a lot less than that. I've traveled quite a bit as well and felt the pain. The rates in the garages are only about $1.20 an hour. So pretty ridiculously low compared to to big cities. Yeah. The on the street, I believe it's closer to about $1.60 or $1.80 an hour, but still nothing that is truly significant. Also, a nice tip is that there are On the street, parking is at no cost, as of right now at least, until they change it, it is at no cost on Sundays and after 6 o'clock. So, but also I I was reading that there's something that's, there's public transit that you can get you from from Detroit, from the airport, out to Ann Arbor, something called My Air Ride. Have you you heard of that? I've heard of that one, and there, there are several services that do it, including, of course, Uber, but there are $20 rides, typically $20 or $30 rides that you can get to the airport that are pretty consistent from a timing perspective. And my understanding is that they're pretty comfortable as well. I've not personally used it as I drive, I've driven to the airport quite a bit, but I have a number of friends who have, and they've, they've indicated they're happy with it. And they, they like that easy, quick turnaround. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then what I was looking at, if you pay in advance, it's like 12 bucks each way. So that's uh, even less, extraordinarily yes. cheap. So now I know that there's some different museums that are in Ann Arbor, which kind of you know piqued my interest, like the the hands-on museum for children. Yeah, there are quite a few museums here. It was surprising to me initially, but I guess it shouldn't be since we have such amazing professors and schools of these different disciplines. The hands-on museum is one that my son has enjoyed over the years. You go, you get to see, feel, and touch a lot of the different science and and play with it. It engages kids at an early age, which is wonderful. 
as you move a little further along the development curve, there are fantastic art museum and a natural history museum as well that my family enjoys and, and probably visits once or twice a year. They have rotating collections, and the pull of the university allows the collections to be pretty pretty amazing. That sounds great. And then uh, for people who don't know, also uh, the Gerald Ford Presidential Library is in town. Yes, sir. You know, I went to the, the Ronald Reagan uh, Museum that's over in California, and it's just it's really interesting to see the history and the perspective from the president's point of view as far as the history perspective, all the different documents that they've been able to curate over the years. And it's just a like almost like a living piece of history. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love to connect with history. It's a big part of what I studied when I was in school and the opportunity to be around different pieces of it. And I think when you're when it's a town that you're spending a little time and it's nice because you're not quite as rushed because since it is not a tourist trap, if you will, it's mm-hmm. not one of these cities like I love D.C., but when I go there, it's a little bit insane. <laughs> to be in the, to be in the museums <laughs> here you can walk through the art museum or the library that you mentioned and you might be one of 20 people walking through there so you can really take your time get up close see it ask questions and engage in a different way than you might in another city well, that's really cool and, and one thing i noticed that as you're walking around if you ha- ever have questions there's these people called certified tourism amb- ambassadors Yes, they have people who often have studied this area, have degrees in these in these areas, but then are looking to share their knowledge. And it, I've asked questions of a couple of them and found them to be tremendously knowledgeable. That sounds great. Uh, now we were talking earlier about uh, outsider and uh, you know the fall. We haven't really got into all the rest of it with with all the food that's uh, there in Ann Arbor. So can you tell me a little bit about the food? Oh, food is my favorite. I could tell you a lot about the food. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ann Arbor is known, although maybe not as widely as it could be, but in reading a lot of the different magazines that rate the top towns in the country, it is known as one of the top 10 food cities in the entire country. That is both because of quality and diversity. So there are there's amazing food of tons of different ethnicities, as well as just a tremendous growing passion of great chefs. And I, I love it here. I have lots of lots of favorites in different areas. And what I think is interesting is this is an area where you can come and try Ethiopian food. You can try great Middle Eastern food. You can try Thai. You can jump into Italian and Mexican, but lot just a, a tremendous variety of food, even Cuban food. Oh wow, yeah. A couple of things you mentioned were like the Frank uh, Fajeran. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, Frank Fajeran is probably my favorite chef in the city. He is amazing. He has a great history of having worked at a number of famous restaurants around the country and came back to Ann Arbor. He grew up here. He came back and he has actually started three restaurants, all three of which are favorites of mine and all three of which are completely different from one another. And I would lastly say all three are not what you would expect to find in a small Midwestern town. The (laughs) first of those and, and my favorite is Ricewood Barbecue. Ricewood is a small food truck that doesn't move anywhere it is hidden behind a building. It's behind the, the building for Morgan and York that has no sign. They do no advertising and they sell out in an hour and a half every day. They have the best brisket you will taste outside of Texas. They have amazing ribs and they are just great guys. So if they sell out so quickly, is it something you got to get there early in the morning to line up? 
So they open at 11. It's good to be there at 1045. And if you want brisket, you want to be there by 11 or 1115 or you're likely out of luck. They do close for a few months of the year because, of course, they're outside and this is Michigan. But the food is tremendous and you'll show up and they'll have a line 20 or 30 people deep. And and really all that they do is post on Instagram. The, The following has been tremendous. And the, the ratings are amazing. I, I'm fortunate that it's a couple minutes from my house. <laughs> there you go. So you, you, we may see you first in line every day then. I, I have been known to be first in line. <laughs> it, it, it's happened. His other two restaurants are fantastic as well. One that's been open for a little while, it's just down the road in Ypsilanti, is Ma Lu's Fried Chicken. It's Nashville Fried Chicken that is as good as what you're going to find down in Nashville. And they also have a glorious biscuit donut. And who doesn't want a biscuit donut, right? I've never even heard of a biscuit donut. What is that? Take homemade biscuit dough, cut it into the shape of a donut, deep fry it, and put glaze on it. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, you, now, I'm, now I'm sold. I'm sold. <laughs> it is a very happy thing. And then the third is the one that they just opened, which after hearing the last two may surprise you a little more. It is Posai. It is acai bowls and pokey fish bowls. And their tagline is handheld healthy, which I don't think we could probably apply to the other two. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. For sure. The other ones, uh, maybe you're going to only eat them once, uh, once every couple of weeks, once a month or something. But the, the acai bowls, those are, you can, you can uh, chow down on that every day. Yeah. So, they're, they're fantastic and they're, they're all just great quality. We only have a couple more minutes. And one thing that I wanted to get into before we, we get into the final countdown was Miss Kim. You mentioned that restaurant. Yeah, Miss Kim is one of my favorite restaurants in town. They're part of the Zingerman's community of businesses. Many people have heard of Zingerman's Deli. It's internationally famous. Presidents have eaten there. Zingerman's has a number of other businesses here as well that are all fantastic. The bakery, the creamery, the roadhouse, the roadshow. And one of maybe the newest is Miss Kim, which she offers Korean street food. She's an amazing lady. She's a great chef. She started with them in the deli and then ran a food cart and then opened this business. They offer my favorite dish, tatiak boki. I can't say it right. I think it's, uh, (laughs) I can get the spelling, but not the pronunciation. Okay. That is rice batons with a gochujang sauce that is fantastically flavorful. They also offer gluten-free fried chicken. My wife has a gluten allergy, so having a safe place to go eat is a fantastic thing as well. Their environment is good and their food is even better. Wow. So we may have actually answered the first question of the final countdown then. So if a traveler only has time for one meal in Ann Arbor, where should they go and what should they eat? I would say if they only have time for one meal and they're here at the right time of day, on the right day of the week, they should go to Ricewood and get some brisket. Okay. If they are not here at 11 a.m. on that day, then Miss Kim would be a great choice, although there are a ton of other restaurants as well. Nice, nice. What's your most memorable story of Ann Arbor? In thinking about this, I went through maybe 50 or 100 of them. There are just so many (laughs) great experiences that I've had here. I think the moment that still connects with me is the moment that I first stepped onto campus to come to school. I think that's an iconic moment for a lot of people as they go off to college and their parents drive away. For me, I went out and I walked around campus and I just looked up and it was so beautiful and so energized, so vibrant, so it's just so stunning in how big and strong it was, but also how community and connected it felt. And that moment, I think, hits people, whether they're a student or not, when they go to walk around campus. 
campus is such a huge and integral part of this community that it just grabs you and pulls you in. And the nice thing is over the last few years, Main Street, which has become one of the best Main Streets in America, has felt almost like an extended part of campus. Now, that sounds amazing. Like for me, I went to uh, Cal State Fullerton. That's where I started out with my college experience. And it's a commuter school, like almost 180 degree difference uh, as far as the experience. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so when my kids go to college, I, I want them to have that type of experience as you described it. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it really is. Just walking through the center of campus that you see on TV of the Diag and and look around at the libraries or to take a stroll through the law quad and see the unbelievable architecture and to feel the people around you Mm -hmm. who are just engaged. It's phenomenal. No, that that sounds completely ideal. Speaking of college and what happens when you're at college, where is the happiest happy hour uh, in town? There are a lot of options for this and many, many on campus. I personally would pick one that is down on Main Street, sort of just a little off campus. And it's a restaurant called Aventura. I like them because they have not only the great drinks that all my friends love, but also they have tapas. They have these small plates that are just incredible, including one of my favorite dishes in the world, which is chorizo stuffed bacon wrapped dates with a romesco sauce. There's almost nothing more that I could that I can enjoy and I can only eat one order of them because they're very <laughs> rich but they're so good and they have a just a great atmosphere and a lot of energy for happy hour nice the way you describe that when my wife hears this episode pretty sure she's gonna have a, us book a trip to Ann Arbor pretty soon so <laughs> <laughs> well we look forward to seeing you <laughs> that'd be great that'd be great but for me I'm all about pizza I eat pizza wherever I go what's the best place to get a pepperoni pizza in town You know, pizza in a college town, there are hundreds of places that you can, and lots that I like. Probably one of the most famous is Pizza House. But on the west side of town, there's a place called Hello Faz Pizza that, for my money, is the best straight pepperoni pizza in town. They're not an expensive pizza. They're not a crazy pizza, but it is just really good pizza. Nice, nice. Yeah, to me, I'm more of a traditionalist with pizza. It's all about just the cheese, the pepperoni, the sauce. Uh, when people start getting a little too crazy, I'm like, ah, you kind of <laughs> ruined the, the pizza there, you know? Right, yeah, I you agree. You had, had a good thing going, and you threw all this weird stuff on top. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, it's been great having you on the show. Really loved learning about Ann Arbor. Definitely going to have to come see a big, <laughs> a big blue game there at the big house. Tell us a little bit about you and, and what's going on with you and your site. Yeah, thank you, and I look forward to having you here in town. I'll be glad to get you over to one of those games in a good spot. For me, my passion in the world is helping creatives and entrepreneurs to accomplish their dreams and grow more profit. So I, uh, just a couple of years ago, I resigned my position with a great growing company in retail and stepped out to start Leaders Must Lead. Now I help run a mastermind that gives affordable opportunities to get real live professional executive coaching for those creatives, chefs, musicians, and all sorts of other entrepreneurs as well, artists and gamers, people that who normally wouldn't have access to that type of training. I do one-on-one consulting and all of that as well, but the, the mastermind is the most accessible way in, in addition to a bunch of the free content I try to put out to give back to the community that has been so good to me. No, that sounds great. It sounds like a very valuable resource because I, obviously, you know, the creative types, they're generally not the ones that are going to business school and studying all the, the different aspects of business from the, the accounting side to the strategy side. And being able to have somebody like you to talk with to learn that side of the business is incredibly valuable for them. 
Yeah, the impact has been powerful. And my mission is just to help them understand that the trite saying that dreams can come true, but I I would say it differently. Dreams are real. What's the website name and uh, where can they find you on social media? For sure. The website is leadersmustlead.com. And you can find me on social media at Leaders Must Lead on all the various places, Instagram, Facebook, come visit the Leaders Must Lead page or Twitter at Leaders Must Lead. It's pretty straightforward. Well, perfect. Well, hey, really appreciate you talking about Ann Arbor today. It was great meeting you and look forward to seeing you when I come to your town. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me and I look forward to hearing more of the episodes so I can figure out where to travel next. Ann Arbor is exactly the type of town I want to live in. It has that small town feel, yet is only a short drive from a major metropolitan city. Man, I love barbecue brisket. So I think a visit to Ann Arbor needs to happen right away so we can test Dan's proclamation that it's the best outside of Texas. So what was your favorite part of the show? Did we miss anything? Please let us know in the show notes at wetravelthere.com forward slash Ann Arbor. Join us in the next episode when Doug Norman of The Military Guide teaches us the best places to surf in Oahu, Hawaii. We hope you'll join us when we travel there.